Hi everyone and welcome to the IELTS VIP podcast. So we haven't made one of these podcasts in nearly two months. We took a little holiday from making these podcasts, but we're back. And let me explain what these podcasts are and how they can help you. So we have a VIP course where we work with a very, very small number of students. One of the things that we like to do with them is we ask them to give us ideas for a podcast or some question or something that they're struggling with and then we go very, very deep into that idea or that question to help them out as much as possible. And then we share that podcast with the whole world. So we help our students and we help you guys as well. So we asked our students last night what they were struggling with. And the most popular topic, the most popular idea was procrastination. So it doesn't matter how good your teacher is or how good the materials are or how good your school is. Basically, if you don't do the work, you won't see any improvement. I'm sure everyone will agree with that. So procrastination, if you don't know what that means, it is avoiding work or putting off work or doing things that aren't really that important instead of focusing on the things that are going to lead to improvement. So I've noted down about seven things within the context of IELTS. So talking to students about why they procrastinate and giving you solutions to each of these problems. So let's get straight in to the very first one, which is the difference between how our brains prioritize the present and the future. So what does that mean? So if you are studying to improve your English language ability or to improve your IELTS scores, it's going to take you quite a long time. So you are doing work today so that you can get some sort of payoff a month from now, two months from now, six months from now, a year from now. So the human brain is not very good at making you or helping you do work that is going to pay off way into the future. Um, and you see this in many other contexts. For example, uh, someone trying to lose weight, it's maybe going to take them six months or a year to lose weight. Um, but right now, today, there's a nice big cake or a cheeseburger sitting there, um, or somebody who is trying to get stronger or get better at running. It's going to take them a very long time to do that. And instead of you know, doing the work that you need to do consistently, what they'll do is they will focus on other things. And this is exactly why many of you procrastinate when it comes to the IELTS test, um, because you cannot envisage that future life that is going to um, that is going to occur when you get your IELTS scores um, and instead you see things like there might be a football match on or might be a sunny day and you want to go out to you know enjoy yourself in the sunshine or there's a movie on TV that, that your brain prioritizes the present it's not very good at prioritizing the future and this is exactly the same for me, uh, when I started uh, IELTS Advantage four years ago, um, I knew that I wasn't going to see any payoff. I wasn't going to make any money from it for you know years and years. And I had to consistently do work without getting paid day after day after day without you know without any payoff without any payoff in the present but what i would do is i would envisage my future and think about my, what my future was going to be like in order to provide that motivation and to make sure that i would do the work every single day because i was working full time um, as a teacher for the british council and what i would do is i would get up early like at 5 6 a.m I would make a blog post or a video or something like that. It would take me, you know, four or five hours before I went into work. 
Um, and I did that every single day for a year and made zero dollars. Um, I never asked anyone for any money, just helping people as much as, as I could for free. Um, what I would be thinking was I had a new baby. Tom was, Tom was only like six months when we started the business. Um, and what I would, would think about was uh, the house that we would live in in the future, if the, if the site was successful, the country we would live in, uh, what my job would be like, uh, also thinking about my wife and what her, her life would be like. And that provided the daily motivation to get up early um, and, and continue to do the work. So if you are feeling like you are not motivated to work today um, because you cannot, um, you know, there's other things in your life that are more pressing think about the future and think about the difference uh, an IELTS test will make to you or getting the score that you need will make to you. So the people that we work with, they might be earning, you know, $500 or $1,000 a month. But if they get that score and they move to the, the country of their dreams, they might be on ten, twenty thousand $20,000 a month. Um, or, you know, even that's, that's an extreme, but definitely people are, you're going to be earning a lot more what difference is that going to make to your life, your family's life, you know, everything in general, and that will, will help you avoid that area of procrastination. But that's just the first part. The second one is many people procrastinate because they're confused about what to do or how to even begin. One of the things we hear from students all the time is, like, where do I even start? How, how, do you, how can you help me? Where do I begin? Um, because there's so much like confusing and conflicting information out there. One teacher says this, another teacher says something different. So it's not your fault that it is confusing. It is very, very confusing. There's so many books and websites and things. That so if you are really, really confused about what to do, then you are going to procrastinate because your brain is just going to prioritize things that are you know, not as confusing and are, and are easier for you to do. So what is the solution to that? The solution to that is to join a teacher or to join a course um, that is going to give you just a step-by-step -step, uh, syllabus or system to help you achieve your goals. So one of the things that we do with our students is we look at their performance, whether it's in writing or speaking or reading or listening, and we say, listen, just do A, B, C, and D, and you will see improvement. And then they're able to take that action. Instead, if you try and do everything by yourself, you might be thinking that you're saving money or saving time, but you're going to procrastinate and you're going to you're not going to do it over the long term. Whereas if you invest a little bit of money in a good school or a good teacher or a good course, and I'm not saying this because I want you to join my course. We only work with you know a really really small number of students, and there are millions of, of students doing the IELTS test and thousands of people listening to this, but it is a really worthwhile investment because you are going to have some sort of structure to, to go on and, so, and be able to uh, avoid procrastination. If you can't afford that and you want to do it for free, you have to get really, really organized. And one of the things you can do is, is a really basic thing, which is get a calendar, sit down and figure out what you need to do and put those tasks in each day of the calendar and then take them off. And you, then you have no excuses. You can't say, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. Investing that time to figure that out yourself will mean that you avoid procrastination. The third reason, and this is not so much an obvious reason, and many people won't admit this, um, but it's something that we see every single day. And many, many students tell us, you know, I really want these scores. Um, it's going to make a huge difference to my life. 
and then they do nothing. They don't do any work. And this boils down to, for many people, a fear of failure. They're afraid of what other people will say if they try and fail. And this could also be because your parents are putting too much pressure on you. Maybe you've got really successful siblings, like your brother works for Google or something like that, and, and you, you are just struggling to get the IELTS score you need. Um, I was actually speaking to someone who three of their brothers worked for Google, and they were feeling a lot of pressure um, from, from their parents and from their brothers and sisters. But yeah, that, that fear of failure uh, means that what your brain is going to do is even subconsciously say, Instead of working on this and setting yourself up for failure, let's just do something like, you know, look at Facebook, Instagram, watch a football match, go out, have a walk. These things are not going to lead to failure. They are going to be pleasurable and, you know, everything associated with them will be, um, will be positive. So let's do that instead of working on something that could lead to failure. Now, that's something that many of you will actually say, no, that doesn't apply to me because many people are in denial about that. And, and if you sit down and really think about that, the number one reason why a lot of people do not try new things is because of a fear of failure. What's the solution to that? Well, if you don't do the work or you don't do anything, you are 100% guaranteed to fail. That's you are 100% going to fail. The only way that you can have a chance of success is by working hard and doing the work. Um, a lot of you don't want to hear that, but it is absolutely true. The other thing that's very, very useful is don't link one thing to your like self-worth. So, for example, many, many business owners, myself included, link how successful their business is to their self-worth. So if their business is not very successful, they feel really, really, really bad. Um, and many students feel like this. They link their self-worth to their, their results, their academic results, their results in university, or their IELTS score. You are not your IELTS score. If you get a low IELTS score, it means you've got a low IELTS score. You're not a bad person. Um, it's not something to feel bad about. So one thing is, is to realize that, but also realize that there are many, many other things in your life that are linked to your self-worth. So for me, if I'm a good father, that makes me feel good. If I'm, if I'm a good father, that makes me feel good. If I'm a good leader of my company, that makes me feel good. So even if there's some, there are a few months where the business isn't as successful as it could be, you know, I'm not going to jump off a building um, or, or procrastinate or anything like that. I'll just keep going and, and keep doing the work. Um, so the fourth one is many of you see the timeline as months and years. Like I will get the score I need eventually in the future sometime, whether that'll be months or years. If you're thinking that way, then you'll never really get going. There will be no immediacy. There'll be no immediate motivation or urgency to get things done. So instead of thinking in, like, I'll get the score that I need at the end of this year, or I'll get the score that I need in a few months, or like really vague language like that that doesn't set hard deadlines. So by the end of tomorrow, I want to have done X. By the end of the next day, I want to have done Y. So set instead of setting yourself yearly goals, 
set yourself daily and weekly goals. Um, and then that creates that urgency that and you will immediately start taking action. And this is why having a study plan that tells you what to do on a daily basis is so powerful because you are not thinking in terms of years, you're thinking in terms of days. And if you fall behind one day, you'll immediately get back and, and you know do a little bit of extra work the next day. Um, whereas if you have no timeline, you'll not do anything and then it'll get to like a week before you have to do the test and then you're in all sorts of trouble. So stop thinking in terms of months and years and start thinking in terms of weeks, days, and even hours. Um, and that will give you that urgency that you need. Five is you might have a lot of alternatives to doing work that are more appealing than doing work. So for example, yesterday, I had to do a little bit of work, but it was the first good day of the year. It was the first day where it was like above 10 degrees and sunny. And myself and my little boy really wanted to just go play football and, and, and relax and do those things. Um, there are a lot of other things in your life that are much more exciting and better than studying IELTS. Let's not kid ourselves and pretend that studying IELTS is fun. 99% of things are more fun than studying IELTS. So what you need to do is remove those alternatives. So uh, another example for me is uh, there's an app on, an on your iPhone now which tells you the amount of time that you spend on certain apps and it just records in the background and then tells you. And I was actually shocked that I spent like 90% of the time on my phone on like four websites. Like it was YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Netflix. So four things and 90% of my time was spent on that. And I was, I think it was like four hours a day or something like that when, when you added up the whole thing. So what I did was just delete them delete them off your phone, and I reduced my the time that I was spending on my phone from four hours a day to like 30 minutes a day. And if I want to check something on Facebook or Instagram, I download it, which takes, which is a hassle, look at it, and then immediately delete it. So it's like creating a barrier um, to doing that easy thing. And there are many things in your life where you can basically either remove them or make them more difficult. Um, so. Uh, for example, a lot of people who have um, like problems with going out too much, like let's say they go out drinking too much. Um, I actually know some people that will give their wife or their husband or their like their friend their credit card or their or their bank card and say over the weekend and say, "You keep that. I only I'll have ten dollars or twenty dollars." And that means that they just they, and if they want to go out drinking or whatever. They have to go and talk to their wife about it first, which is an extreme example, obviously, um, but it works. <laughs> it really does work because you don't want to go to your wife and say, can I have $80 to go drinking? Because normally they don't say yes. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just an example. Like, So either remove the temptation completely. This works uh, for people who are trying to lose weight. If you have chocolate and crisps and french fries in your house all the time, guess what you're going to be doing. But if you don't have those in your house, you won't eat them. Um, so remove those temptations um, is what I'm saying, basically. The sixth out of seven is to fix your environment. This is something that um, might not be very obvious, but your environment dictates your performance. What does that mean? Well, 
many of the students that we work with uh, and, and we would do like for example one-on-one speaking tests with them and we'll call them up and they'll have like three kids running around there will be like motorbikes going past their home it'll be like the most noisy distracting environment possible um and those people generally fail no matter how much time you you give them or how much help you give them because it's just impossible for them to study in that environment. Um, and even a lot of studies have been shown that if you work in a messy environment, like if your, your office is really messy, um, you won't get as much work done compared to someone who has an organized office. Um, or if you work in an open plan office, you won't get as much work done as someone who works in an individual office, um, has no, you know, isn't distracted by other people. So think about your environment, about where you study, and if it's distracting, or there's a lot of noise, or people are coming in and, and bothering you, go somewhere where that's not a, not the case. Because it's way better to study for one hour in a, in a room that's totally silent than six hours in a place where people are bothering you. You're just going to get way more work done. Um, and, and it's good for, for a productivity um, point of view as well. So uh, seventh and final one is get some accountability. And this is related to making sure that you have the daily motivation to do things. So what does accountability mean? Well, let me give you some examples. Um, so one of the things that we do is we often create like uh, a challenge, a five-day challenge or something like that. And we've done them for uh, like $1. We did one last week for $1. We've done them when they are zero, they're free. Um, we've done them at $9. And then we have our VIP course, which is like 300 to $700. We track all the stats. Uh, and sometimes we do the, the exact same um, the exact same launch, one that's zero and one's at $1. And we track all this, the, the statistics and we see that the more money people pay, the more likely they are to do the lessons, do the tasks and look at the feedback and everything. Now, am I saying that you should spend money? No. What I'm saying is the more accountability that you have, the more likely that you are to complete that. Is it all to do with money? Absolutely not. Another uh, way to increase accountability is to tell people your goals and make your goals public. So you could tell you know, your, your family or your friends, I want to get a band seven by this date. That makes it far more likely that you're actually going to do the work because you will look silly in front of your friends. You have that peer pressure or that family pressure. Now, that doesn't work for everybody um, because some people don't like that kind of pressure. Uh, another way of doing things is to have uh, some consequence. Either like uh, you'll lose money or you'll lose something if you don't do it. So not related to IELTS, but a lot of people, uh, there's a really good website and you could donate money if you failed uh, to a charity that you absolutely hated. Um, so for example, you could donate like $10 to the Nazi party or the communist party or like Donald Trump or whoever that you really, really hate. Um, and if you fail to do that thing, the website would automatically donate it. So it's like, ah, you don't really want to do that. So have some sort of mechanism that allows you to have accountability. Um, another way of doing it is to um, take photos of your work and put them online. 
Um, so a lot of people do this with when they're when they're dieting, they will take a photo of the scales each day and put it on like their Instagram account or their Facebook account or take photos of what they're eating um, and put it on like their Facebook or their Instagram. And it creates that daily accountability and means that you're actually going to do it because you have that peer pressure and that um, public accountability. So there's lots and lots and lots of ways um, that you can create that c accountability and that will help you avoid procrastination. And all of those things, if you do all of those things, you're definitely going to avoid procrastination. But also realize that you, you're not a machine, you're not a robot. Procrastination also does have a function at times. It gives your brain a little bit of a rest, um, especially when you're studying. Uh, you know, you wouldn't go to the gym and study for, or you know, lift weights for 12 hours a day at the gym, um, because you need your muscles need to recover. Um, so many people go take IELTS <laughs> like take it to the other extreme and like study for like 14, 15 hours a day. Yeah, that's that's kind of productive. Um, so don't feel too guilty if you procrastinate a little bit but only procrastinate a little bit. Have that balance. Thanks very much, guys. Hope that you enjoyed that. If you need uh, more help with IELTS, um, don't procrastinate. Feel free to send us an email. Don't put that off. Feel free to uh, email me, chris at ieltsadvantage.com. Email me and tell me what you're struggling with. Um, tell me what you find difficult because there's often an easy solution to those problems. And we, either myself or one of my team, will help you out as much as we can. Um, or if you're interested in working with us, uh, feel free to send me an email as well, chris at ieltsadvantage.com. If you're watching this the day that it's made, which is April 1st, 2019, on April 3rd, Wednesday, this Wednesday, we are creating a quite a special um, experimental lesson on IELTS writing task two. Instead of creating little short um, free lessons, we're going to create quite a long lesson and we're going to be giving feedback to the people who complete the task. Not every single person because we've over a million people who follow us, um, but we're going to pick people randomly and give them feedback. Um, and the, the lesson is going to show you exactly what to do um, to improve your IELTS writing task two. So check that out. If you're watching this after that, go and check out the recording of that on our YouTube channel, IELTS Advantage, or our Facebook page, IELTS Advantage. Thank you very much, guys. Hope that you enjoyed that podcast, and see you again soon. Bye-bye.